Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. That is exactly what I needed to hear. Thank God someone here knows what they're talking about. That's us. That's right. Gotta love this American ride. All right, you need to take the time and get the full picture. Ladies, I mean, they rev my engine, but they don't belong in the newsroom. It is Anchor Man, not Anchor Lady. Goodness sake, kid, keep your voice down. Your father's listening to the radio. I'm not This is the Annie Fry Show. I think you're all misreading the electorate. I think that the electorate is not looking for less blood. I think they're looking for more blood. I think that people are more angry about crime than they've ever been before. I think they're more angry about the border, the fentanyl, the sanctuary cities, the boys competing against girls in sports, schools out of control. I think, as I've said before, people are looking for a bigger middle finger this time than they were in 2016. Ryan's Priebus, who's the former chair of the RNC, identifying the electorate as out for blood much more than he's talking to ABC there much more than he thinks that people are understanding that there is an anger that exists in American politics today, but in the American electorate that everywhere you look every, it really does feel, I mean, these are, these are big words. And if, if somebody wants to string together these words and, and try to hit me with them, that, the entire impeachment trial in the Senate, they played 20 minutes of Democrats saying things like go to a gasoline station and get in their face and all that stuff. I'm not talking about inciting violence, but I am saying that if you're somebody who has the value system that I have, I know not everybody does, but a lot of people do. If you're someone who has the same value, conservative, traditional mindset that I do, it is under assault in every way you can turn right now. There is nowhere that you can identify the way I identify or that you identify and not move into a space where you are being ridiculed for being the color of skin that you are, the gender that you are, the gender that you aren't. Your preferences on, uh, you know, things that are as simple and basic and scientific as women should compete against women in sports and men should compete in men against sports. You know what I hear from the left? This is really an amazing turn that the left has taken specifically in the world of competing, having biological males compete against women in sports. They're transgender women. Um, Why, you know, why do we refer to them as transgender women? Why don't we just call them women? 
Why label them transgender women? It's an indication that it's not the same. If you're saying transgender women, women, you're saying that the trans part of that sentence indicates that there was a point A and a point B. That matters. That's science. Might make people uncomfortable to hear that, but that's the that's the truth. It is amazing that and I think that this point is subsiding a little bit. I'm hearing it less and less because people are starting to see, obviously, the direction that this is headed. That one one of the main points that has been said in the last year about the whole question about transgender women competing against women in sports is how often does this even really happen? Well, I don't know. How often are you okay with it happening? More than once? Because that has to be the answer. That Not only is that the answer, but the answer is also... How often do you hear conservative radio talking about it? Because it's every, almost every week now that these stories are happening. And they may not be in your hometown, but I, mean, I just remember one the other day. It was in Illinois. It was in this area. Yeah, it was cycling. It was a, yeah, it was cycling in our state. I mean, it is happening, and it's happening more and more. And if you don't stop it, it's just going to happen more and more and more. And we're already seeing it kind of exponentially happen in all kinds of weird sports that you wouldn't expect. I don't think that it is I, – I, I don't think that the, the idea that women should compete against women, men should compete against men, if there are enough transgender individuals that they can compete against one another, I don't want them to not compete. But it's not right to say that biological women should compete against transgender individuals and be happy and honored to do it. That's absurd. Yeah, and it really happened. It, it's it's much more about your physical capabilities. If you went through puberty as a man, or you went through puberty as a woman, and then you transitioned afterwards, that should give you an indication of where you should be competing because you should compete against people who went through that same puberty that you did. Because it's all about the hormones and what they do to your muscles. Let's go back to the last segment. That we know what the problem is. The problem is, is it's not fair. The problem isn't that. I mean, truly, the problem isn't that transgender people exist. Some people will make that the problem. Some people will hyper-focus on that. But in this instance of saying that it is appropriate for the transgender women to compete with women, and again, I reiterate, why do we have to... It's not women competing against women, and the community will refer to it that way. Yeah. Uh, what's, a, what's a logical solution? I think the logical solution is the easiest one is birth gender is where you compete. I mean, that that's so simple and it, because it always has been that. So why rewrite those rules which have worked? Scooter says there aren't as many trans people as the volume on the talking point would indicate. So Scooter, you're saying that unless the person is in a majority, we shouldn't talk about the cause? That's a good question. Well, I'm only allowed to be quiet for eight seconds. That's why I said that. <laughs> <laughs> In your in a world voice. <laughs> in a world. I mean, like, that's such a disingenuous way. That's, that's, the, I, I'm, I'm glad he said that because it proves my point. Gosh, you spent, Annie, you spent a lot of time talking about this. It hardly ever happens. <laughs> I know, I know. It's funny. I, I mean, like, the, 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 the great irony of that being what has been in the past and it's waning. I, I give Scooter credit for being so bold as to hang on to that talking point because. It's becoming less and less applicable to say it's not happening. Yeah. It's also such a Democrat thing to say, 
we need to focus more on the minorities. <laughs> like we need to 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 carve out America more and more and more Gosh, and focus I'll, on smaller and smaller I'm groups. Start, I'm going to start talking more just about white men. Ooh, it's a bold choice. But what if those white men are competing against white men? <laughs> <laughs> what if those very average athletic white men are beating very athletic women <laughs> can i talk about them now i don't know i don't know what the rules are i don't make the rules they i'm supposed to play by them but it's you know here's here's also a hard lesson to learn is that when you go and you do what the left does and you give a voice to the the people who are in the minority and being oppressed by the voice of the majority and so you should like i'm going to take a page out of the left here and i'm going to stand up for these people who may not have in mass a great voice but i see an injustice and i'm going to apply my voice and my platform to speak up for the people experiencing injustices in the world because maybe they're not in the majority but they should still be heard i'm going to i'm going to take that page out out of the leftist playbook but then they change the rules I I just love the idea that well, but that's such a minority they don't matter. <laughs> like coming from the Democrats, I need a written signed document of what these flipping rules are so that I can abide by them. Because when I do, when I when I take that page out of the left, and I go there, they change the rules midstream, mm-hmm. and I can't get out of the freaking stream. You know I'm trying what? Trying to get out. I'm trying to make a difference, Scooter. I'm trying to I'm trying to make an impact. And use my platform for good, for people who need to have a voice, be lifted. I'm going to throw this out there. Okay, I'm going to catch it. Maybe, maybe we shouldn't play by their rules. Sometimes I I bob and weave and cross over them. Yeah. (laughs) And I I, I stop in that moment and I go, oh, I'm out of here. Oh, I'm I'm within their rules at this moment. I'm just going to keep going. Imagine this. And and this is is an interesting point. Dash said, I was around when Pat was on SNL. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Have they apologized for that? I don't know. I know Julia Sweeney has addressed it, but I can't remember how she addressed it. I think she... Did she she do it in a very androgynous way? Yeah, she said, (laughs) I think it was wrong. (laughs) Did she... did, Did... Did she... I... I Wait, who? Julia Sweeney, who played Pat. Yeah. It was a she. I guess we know. <laughs> right, yeah, that was the joke the whole time. It was like, well, it's a woman playing. Pat. Wouldn't it be funny? I mean, like like actually humorously funny, though, if she would have dressed it without ever revealing who Pat was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at a story right now from 2021, Julia Sweeney on revisiting problematic SNL character so Pat. But I don't know whether she said it was problematic or Entertainment Weekly did. I, what about Chris Kattan and Goat Boy? Has he apologized for that? Uh, Goat Boy was uh, Jim Brewer. Yeah, Jim, Jim Brewer. Brewer. Chris Kattan was a monkey. Yes. Yeah, he was an ape. What was the name of that character? Didn't it start with a P? I I can't remember. Ah, oh, doggone! It I know just, he would just eat it, apples real fast. I, I was say, <laughs> they go flying everywhere. Yeah. Do you remember when SNL was funny in the '90s? But all of the people who grew up watching SNL in the '70s thought that the '90s SNL sucks. <laughs> yeah. I'm talking about boomers and Gen Xers and and or old millennials here. Do you remember when you thought like Adam Sandler was on there and he would do Opera Man and like, oh, man. like all of these things were just very, very funny. And I just remember boomers being like, SNL sucks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now we're the old SNL. We're the old people. Uh, we are. We think SNL sucks, but that's because they're angry. I'm <laughs> <laughs> just not funny. But is that what, is this an existential moment right here where we are realizing that we're just old?
Maybe. Oh no. No, but but SNL isn't. No, yeah, you're gonna say it, and it's gonna you're just gonna sound old. Just know. I'm that. gonna say this. SNL just isn't relevant anymore. Which is what the old people say. No, the young people no, aren't watching that the show. People who are doing Rosanna, Dana, Banna, whatever her name is, yeah. or, Jim, the liver. or Belushi, or all Chevy Chase, Steve Martin, which I, I he was never a cast member. I was just gonna but say, he was, me, was Chevy Chase a cast member? Yeah, but Steve Martin for wasn't. one year. But he was a frequent yep. flyer there, uh, where he did King Tut. Yeah. yeah, and then he'd like, I'd like to thank you for coming, and then he goes to individually thank you, thank him. He's like, thank you, 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 mm-hmm. and then he goes to the next row, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just like I think that stuff is funny. Mm-hmm. I was just talking with some people recently. I can't. Oh, is it a Christmas party this weekend? Is Spaceballs still funny? If you were in, if you were to introduce Spaceballs to a nineteen-year-old right now and be like, watch this movie, would they be like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen? What about Airplane? <laughs> I don't know. I think they hold up. I I think they're so exactly over the top that I think they hold what up. What a pretentious old person would I, say. I feel like this is an experiment I could actually run. I just need PG-13 movies or PG movies. Yeah, you can't air them as is. No. Not to your youth group. No. <laughs> like, is this joke funny? <laughs> How did this joke make you feel? Princess Bride. Oh, my gosh. I was never really a Princess Bride guy, but I, yeah, I, I understand that. why people like it, though. I mean, it's a funny movie. Just never really got into it. What do you mean? What, like, what level did you get uh, into know, these like, other movies? I'm like, I, I think it's it's just like the, Mango. I, yes, thank you. <laughs> Mango was the thanks the, Russell on YouTube. The performer, Mr. Peepers was Mr. The Peepers is the right character. Yes, Mango, Mango was, was Mike Myers. No, no Ma- it, same guy, Chris Kattan. Yeah. I'm thinking Sprockets. Yes, that was Mike Myers. <laughs> now that was a sketch. <laughs> you, wear, you wear all black. <laughs> oh, that was just, the theme music was just like Gregorian chant put to a beat. <laughs> Now's the time on Sprockets where we dance. <laughs> oh. And remember, all the boomers are like, "This isn't even funny. The Andy Fraser's not even funny right now, actually." <laughs> Boomer. Boomer. Okay, we're, 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 we're killing Gen X right Come now. On. Gen X yeah. is with us. Yeah. Maybe even more so than before. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Peepers. I never would have thought about it. Yeah. Mango spoke. Mr. Yeah. Peepers never spoke. Yeah. He would just enter a room and crouch and eat apples. <laughs> no, Mr. Peepers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that wasn't even really our generation. That was after us, <laughs> yeah. but it was still funny. Well, for the record, we've had a great time this season. Oh, yeah. It's been great. <laughs> We'll see you guys. I don't know. We'll just check out here and let Reardon take over. We're going to go watch the best of the 90s SNL. (laughs) (laughs) Do you remember boomers being like mad about how funny SNL wasn't? I have a distinct memory from like the the glories of the Belushi days. And it's just like it just they just did not find the stupidity of the 90s funny. And I just thought it was great. I took him up on it. I would go back and watch some of those first five seasons from the early 70s. I admit that there were some that were funny, but they did not stand up in the way that I thought they would. Candy Graham. Yeah. That's, <laughs> I was just thinking about that. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Let he us, admits it. Let us, let us know. I, I wish that I could change the poll right now to who who did it better, Boomer SNL or Gen X and SNL. And Ooh. I don't know who would win that. I like it's that. hard for me to decide. Be- well, I know what I would vote. Oh, Gen but X. I, it, it's the question is who's listening to the Annie Fry show? Yeah. All I right. W- what about people who've watched both and have an objective opinion? That's who I want to hear from.
The people who've watched both are the ones who are old enough to watch it the first time. That's not fair. They're boomers. People who were teenagers when the early episodes were on, but then were like 20-something in the 80s. Gosh, I don't know. Let's Ooh. get Rob Schneider on to ask him. Yeah. Let's see what he has to say. You've been see tasked. See what I can do. You've been tasked. Stick around. We'll be right back. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome back to the Eddie Fry Show. I gotta be honest, I'm starting to check out. Don't do it yet. You can't. Then me and Brad have to talk more. You know how that'll go. <laughs> yeah, that's going to kill the Yeah, ratings. that's a problem, though. I'm starting to not care. I well, just, let's talk I, about SNL some more, then. You, you guys hear me coordinating. It's like <laughs> I'm like a flight traffic controller in the brakes. <laughs> that's what it feels like. I need to get the kids from point A to point B. And I need to make sure that one kid gets a dress for Coles before we get to point C. And I think it's possible that at the last school auction, I bought the front row of the Christmas program, which was strictly an investment in my time on this day, unless, in fact, I didn't buy it. And then if I get there late, I won't have a place to sit. <laughs> if anyone from the school is listening and can tell me if I bought the front row with the Christmas program, that would be really helpful. Yeah, shoot her a text. Also, <laughs> pull the celebrity card. Heck no. <laughs> would you would you like Ryan and I to show up and pull the celebrity card you for you? You guys stand on each yeah. end of the aisle like, for uh, me. We'll Excuse be, me. Excuse me. This, this is Miss Frey's seat. <laughs> and we'll be wearing full tuxedos and top hats and canes. And we'll be putting on the Ritz. You know who would hate that? Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> putting on the Ritz. <laughs> do, 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 do. Yeah. I don't know if that is pulling the celebrity card, just showing up in a tux and then pointing at seats and saying, these are yours, but that's what I'm going to do. Well, I'm just here to tell you that, and you probably know this, but it is a cutthroat industry seating at oh, those yeah. kid events. Yeah, it's awful. That's why you need the cane. What I have resolved to do, especially after we moved schools and I didn't know anybody, is I'll just sit in the back. <laughs> like, I will go in and sit in the back. The problem is your phone only zooms in so much. You put the phone down and then you just watch. I don't. I like to live life through my screen. <laughs> so that I can watch it later and be like, ah, oh, I remember when he was nine and he said those three words. <laughs> when he was nine and I watched this on my phone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
I'm sorry, I wasn't listening. I checked out. I thought you might have. <laughs> have you have you experienced that? Whether you've participated or seen it, like the competitiveness of having to be in the front of for these events. Oh yeah, yeah. And the problem is, at the school that we go to, which is also a church, all of the main performances take place in the sanctuary. Yeah, same. And so all of the they're all pews Mm -hmm. so you can't reserve seats or anything so it's really hard to you know have some sort of seating arrangement and then if you don't show up at least an hour before the thing you're probably sitting either in the back or way on the side and you just got to hope and pray that you chose the side your kids on because if you did (laughs) it's actually fine but if you didn't then they're way across the other side Brad understands that. Yeah. I'm just trying to think, like, whenever, because I don't have kids, but whenever I was a kid and I was in these things, do I remember my parents fighting for the front row? That one time your dad jacked that guy across the face? No. I don't don't know that they ever made any of them. I want to see my little son Brad sing a little town of Bethlehem. Why don't you just sing it now, Brad, for everybody? No. Here, I'll record it on my phone. See, I do that to Ryan. Ryan. Yeah, Yeah, Ryan goes in. There we go. And we're zoomed in. Go. Down. No, don't do it. I was doing it like it was him. Okay. <laughs> now you screwed it up. This is a real video. I'm going to post this later. Oh, <laughs> this is, this is what it's yeah. actually like and yeah. what it doesn't sound like when it's on a microphone. Yeah. Um, it's, it is cutthroat and it doesn't, ha- I mean, like you can choose not to participate in it, which I highly recommend. Like as soon as you alleviate yourself of the stress of like, I need to be in, your kids don't need you to be in the front row. The only reason, like I would actually pay I, I i always bid on these things at the school auction because they put rows on people reserve those or whatever i would actually pay to just have a pew reserved <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> and i actually prefer it not be in the front row uh but the amount of, like you just said you have to show up like an hour early to be in a position to see your kid i'm just like go get them kids i'm i i'm four kids into this my fourth isn't in these programs yet, but I've done this enough to where I have decided, Annie, just sit in an open pew in the back because so, it means something very important to someone else. Mm-hmm. Or I try to buy it. But then if I buy it, I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> like the whole point is to I'm buying my time. And I actually, I'm, I'm reading, I wonder if these people are going to comment because I know sometimes they listen to the show. They auction off front row seats. That's my mom. Off at school. They did. Yeah. Thanks, Mrs. R- Mrs. 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 Range. How would she know? Huh? She was she, there. She was my mom. She is your mom. Oh, about your... I thought you were talking about Annie's no. seats today. I'm like, how does she know that? That's incredible. We'll explain it after the show to you, Ryan. <laughs> we'll go back and replay this on YouTube for you, and then we'll take it step by step. Thank you. Ooh, I got people texting people right now. That's good. <laughs> Because I don't, I don't know. The whole reserving a seat in the pew thing, too, is hard because even if you do get there an hour early and you want to save seats for grandma and grandpa, you, you can't because you don't know how much space everybody's going to take you up. You can, but you got to be that person. You got, Yeah, you got to fight for it. You got to wear, like, four winter coats. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you just take one coat off and lay it on the pew and another coat off and lay it on the pew. Yep. And I'm not willing to do that. I'm not either, especially in the spring or summer. Yeah, for graduation, yeah. you walk in with four coats and seven purses. Yeah, hey, it's the Michelin Man. Don't worry what about it. You? Just want to sit up close. Yeah. Have you ever? Have you ever? 
Do they have do they have Christmas stuff at like programs for your kids? Do you do that stuff? Oh yeah. Is it church or is it school? It's both, although more school than church. Uh, my kids have been singing some songs for church, but we always do stuff on Christmas. Our church, I don't know if you guys have this problem at all. Maybe you, you've completely figured this out. I've never been able to figure out how to do this. But the church services that my church does, whether it be my current church or any church I've ever been to, they take place usually on Christmas Eve. They're, a lot of times they're candlelight services and they sound wonderful and I want to participate in them in a way that's significant because it's Christmas, the religious holiday. But I can't because of all of the family stuff, which I love doing and definitely takes priority. So I, I really have never been able to weave in the church part of Christmas Eve with all the family stuff. I'm not complaining. I've just never been able to figure out how the puzzle works. You just make a choice. I guess so. But yeah, then the, that's what you have to do. But do you guys do like the midnight thing, the 11 o'clock, and then the church gets no, out at midnight? No, it's 11.30. Starts at 11.30? Yeah. And my parents do the music for it because they do the music for church. Well, you've got it figured out then. And sometimes it really depends because a lot of the other people who are in the church choir with my parents will be elsewhere for that service. So it's a lot of times I'll get asked to sing with my parents. if they. I'm, I'm always like, I will do it if you need me. But I don't need to do it because you're you never know what you're going to get with kids at 1130 Christmas Eve service. Right. Are they going to be like bouncing off the walls because it's Christmas Eve and tomorrow's Christmas morning? Or are they going to all be sleeping and crabby or something like that? We don't we did our church. We have a small church. We did. A children's nativity. It was the beginning of church on Sunday this past Sunday. So it took maybe 15 minutes or so, and it was the front part of church, which I appreciated because it's like in the schedule, the whole Sunday school did it. We had a whole bunch of kids. It was so wonderful. They did such a good job with it because it was exactly what it's supposed to be. Yeah. It's the nativity Nobody story. hitting their mark. <laughs> my, my niece was the star. And Wait, she was the Christmas, the literal star? And the star. Okay. <laughs> yes. Amazing. In, in both physical and... Uh, um, moral sense, I don't know, but it was this big gold star, and it was like this, 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 uh-huh. and with her, she had to face, stand with her, with her little face apart. in the middle. Oh my gosh, it was just the most adorable thing ever, and she has the personality of a dozen people. It's amazing, and she just walked in. And she's like, "Yeah, I'm the star," <laughs> and she stands in the center. It's so cute. It was like, oh, I can't, I couldn't get enough of it. Um. So that's that's that was Christmas morning, and then um, the kids' school program. They go to a, a Lutheran school, so the kids' school program is tonight. But Wednesdays are traditionally. If you go to a Lutheran school, maybe it's like this for Catholics. I don't know if it's like this anywhere else, but all I know is specifically Lutheran education, which I am a huge, huge advocate for. They have Advent services on Wednesday nights, so you have you know Sunday worship, but then you do an Advent worship on Wednesday nights, and there's usually a, a dinner. Or some type of social. If maybe you might do a full dinner on Wednesday evening. You might do like a dessert thing afterwards or whatever. Like a pot bless. <clears throat> um, in Lutherans call them potlucks. Not us Baptists. I know you guys got. You call it what? <laughs> I'm, I'm throwing you under the bus here. No, we call them potlucks. <laughs> Weirdo. Um, yeah. Uh, they so they replaced the last Advent service with the children's. It's not a program. Service and that goes back to Mr. New Neighbor, it, my sixth grade teacher, who was the music director 
and would not allow you to call it a Christmas program because it was a worship service. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. He was militant. Wow. (laughs) It was a worship service on Christmas Eve that led into Christmas, but not a Christmas service. No, it was it was a Christmas service. It wasn't a program. program. Oh, this isn't a stage show. This is we are worshiping. And it had all of the elements. See, you're laughing, and I understand why you're laughing, which is why I'm saying it out loud. But I know there are a lot of people who are in, like, the Lutheran circle and probably bigger than that. But like I said, I don't know what everybody is into. But, like, the difference between calling it a program and a service is a distinction that was very important for him to make in 1996. And I still remember it. <laughs> so, And I get it. I understand it. It just reminds me of him. He has passed. So it's a, a good memory. The staying up till midnight thing is one that I've always avoided, even though I thought it sounded cool. But now that you say that, it probably would help because the kids are always waking up at 6 a.m. anyway. And then we're telling them, no, you got to wait till whatever time we're ready. And that would probably solve that because they'd be tired enough they'd sleep in. Unless they wouldn't anyway. And then it'd be even worse. <laughs> way to, way to crap all over Christmas morning there. That's wonderful. <laughs> Just totally drag Christmas morning. Like, then I gotta get up. If everybody gets up at six a.m., you're not like, let's go. No way. I am sleeping as long as I can. We make our kids wait. They get up before us every year, and we're like, nope, not ready yet. Because you're sleeping. Do they jump on the bed and yell, "Santa came"? Yes. That has to be the best, though. Uh, It is the best. Apparently not. But (laughs) I just want to be well rested for when the the activity begins. Well, then go to bed early. I can't. I got to stay up and see if Santa comes. (laughs) He's always so late, too. I know. Do I have the front row? (laughs) Do we know yet? Did we get long enough in this segment (gasps) for you? I got a text message from the person who's in charge of, like, PTL or whatever we call it there. You have front pew left side. Yes. Because you bought it? Yeah. Okay. I don't think they just gifted it to me. I thought maybe. You know, you're on the radio. You know, celebrity. Yeah. Yay. Thank you for texting me and for whomever made that happen. Because <laughs> I did not text the person who texted me, but she is a she is a soldier for volunteer work for the school. Yes. That literally just gave me an hour more time after work. Between work and the event. That's amazing. It's worth every penny. And I have no I idea bet. what I spent on it. What's the program? Slash it's worship a service. <laughs> not a slash. It's just a service. What is it? The kids sing Christmas carols and read from the Bible, and I don't know. I can't wait to find out. Okay. <laughs> Video it for me, please. Leave, get, I will, but you have to give me your phone. <laughs> and there won't be any of these kinds of songs in there. Just the Jesus version, which I'm happy about. No jazz hands. Oh, there might be jazz hands. I can't make those kinds of promises. I mean, it is what it is. I remember doing it. I remember being really excited to do it and then being like, I don't want to do this all at the same time. Man, that kid's putting a lot of hips into Oh Silent Night. Yeah, that was Ryan Wiggins. <laughs> that was little Ryan Wiggins. All right, let's take a quick break. When we come back, answers to the YouTube live chat poll. Will Trump win the presidency in 2024? Yes or no? We'll be right back. Hey! 
Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Welcome back. Merry Christmas. (laughs) It really fits the That's one your kids might sing tonight. Gosh. There's um, Miranda Lambert sings a song called Little Red Wagon. Have you ever heard that song? I've played it on this show before. It's probably the only time you've ever heard it. But it's, you can't ride in my little red wagon. (laughs) It's all about her Dodge Dart. (laughs) (laughs) The front seat's broken and the axle's dragging. And I distinctly remember... My older two daughters being able to sing the whole song at as like three and six year olds. <laughs> that sounds like a good song that a kid would like to sing, Little Red Wagon. Yeah. It's just not really for kids though. <laughs> Is there some <laughs> so double just, entendre in it? I mean, not like terrible, but uh it's like when there are a few things that your kids will do and you're like as a parent, you're like, I should stop that, but it's cute. Yeah. So you just allow it. Do the, do you do that in the Wiggins household? Yeah, once in a while. If if like when your kids mispronounce something and you let them mispronounce oh, it yeah. for way too long. Yeah, that's great. Our our youngest still s- says everything is normal. Normal? Yeah. And, <laughs> and you're like, and "Yes, does, in fact it is." Yeah, we're like, "Yes it is. It is. Everything's normal and <laughs> we just live with it and love it." Yeah, it's hard to turn that off. And my kids read so much too that they end up say when they say a word, most of the time they've never heard it spoken, so they're just saying it after having only read it. It's only been in their mind. Mm-hmm. And the other day, it happens all the time, but the other day I was like, oh, I need to note that one because that was funny. She goes, oh, I think I would really like to be in a, a Christmas page aunt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she should come tonight. Or pageant or something. <laughs> it was like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sure you would. Yeah, that's interesting. I I, I love the little things. I, I know the L's are hard to learn. Kids don't learn how to do the L as early as other things. So Charlie was always Charwee. So we still kind of call him Charwee sometimes. Yeah. Um, One of the funniest ones is when, and I, I think this is probably not common to us, like everybody does this. If a kid is clearly trying to emotionally manipulate you into something mm-hmm. and they're so over the top about it, like they're just so, I'm so sad. Yeah. I'm so sad that I don't get to stay up till eight tonight or whatever it is that you're like, <laughs> Oh my gosh, I feel your pain. I feel your pain. Go to I, bed. I can't allow yeah, I can't allow <laughs> this pain to exist. You you probably should stay up till late tonight. <laughs> Another one in our house is Evelyn used I think I don't know, she might still call it granola instead of granola. Yeah. She'll ask for granola and we just get it for her. I had a coworker who used to say that she was gonna go get us some chips and salsa and she was thirty. <laughs> Or jalapeno. Have you ever heard anyone oh, say jalapeno? Do you correct them? No. Like, that's not a I word that you can correct silence. grown people from saying. It's like, you're pretty committed to this yeah, now. You, you I don't know it. that I get to weigh in. It's got an inye. Chipotle. Oh. <laughs> We're just thinking of people who annoy us right now. <laughs> uh, the YouTube live chat poll for today is, will Trump win the presidency in 2024? Yes or no? Ryan. Yes. Not changing on that. In fact, if this does anything... 
it just adds to people's resolve to vote for him. It certainly if does what mine. does anything. Uh, this Colorado ruling about him not being on the ballot. I, I, it's it's so amazing to me, and I think uh, Mike Davis said this at the very beginning of the show, that he's been getting texts from people who are not even in the Trump camp going, okay, this is another step too far. But there's been so many steps too far. To, does it last through Election Day of 2024? Are people still upset by these things by then? That's a big question. I'm still saying yes to the question, will Trump win the presidency, though? Here's his reaction to that Colorado It's no wonder Crooked Joe Biden and the far-left lunatics are desperate to stop us by any means necessary. They are willing to violate the U.S. constitutions at levels never seen before in order to win this election. Joe Biden is a threat to democracy. It's a threat. They're weaponizing law enforcement for high-level election interference because we're beating them so badly in the polls. I had to laugh at the comment. I think it was Steve who made it earlier in the show. So didn't they move the All-Star game out of Atlanta to Colorado because of voter suppression? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> wow, yeah, that's true. I think we should take the Rockies. Yeah, maybe maybe MLB should move the Rockies out of Denver. Yeah. yeah. Like and- move them to, like, Topeka. I don't want another Kansas team. It's just flat. Let's just put them in Alaska. Them the Rockies. Let's take the Rockies and put them where it's really cool. Yeah, the Anchorage Rockies. Yeah, that'd be great. You play any time of day because it'd be <laughs> night. Yeah, they're going to leave Miami and fly to Fairbanks. Uh, let's see here. Russell said on the YouTube about the poll, I voted yes, but there's too much dysfunction on both sides. There's no telling what will happen in the next 11 months. 2024 could be just as crazy as 2023. Clean Washington out. Wavy said, my opinion has not changed. I do not think Trump can win a general election. 99% of Democrats oppose him. 60% of GOP voters don't want him as the nominee. And 25% of GOP voters will not vote for him. Hmm. I, that's that's the number that I think could be influenced by more shenaniganery like this. Uh, Sheepdog says, yes, you will, if Americans know what's good for them. <laughs> I don't like the if. Yeah. <laughs> Andy said uh, he's happy that the poll works for him today. I know there have been people who have gone and logged on to the poll. It looks funny. I don't know how to fix YouTube in so many different ways. But happy, Andy, that you were able to vote. He said, I voted he will not, but I'm not confident about that. And I think Andy would prefer that he isn't. Um, so there's a little trepidation there, I assume. Bill said, I voted yes. I am cautiously optimistic. Uh, Joseph said, absolutely 100% if it's a fair vote. Brad why did Joe Biden win in 2020? Why did people vote for Democrats in 2022? Why would we be confident Joe Biden can't win in 2024? I have no idea why we wouldn't. I mean, the 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 strategy can't be Joe Biden was so bad, we just are going to trust that everybody's going to show up. So why would it be any different? Well, if the Republicans get a ground game together, if they get a vote harvesting game, to we're legal, vote harvesting game together to get those uh votes from voters who are not likely to vote, if they can rally those people and get them to come to the polls and vote, then yeah, they stand a chance. When I look at this poll, though, I'm still a no. And the reason I'm still a no is because I think that Donald Trump, as much as he rallies his base, he rallies the other side against him. And I think that they're going to show up and they're going to do everything in their power. I mean, look at what they're doing now. They're trying to get him removed from the ballot so there's not even a chance. They're going to have people out canvassing, driving people to the polls and everything to keep him out of the White House. I, I'm still a no, but that doesn't mean that he can't win. But I just don't think he's likely to win. Hunter says, I voted yes on our current path. They're making a hero out of him. Do you think that that's true? 
Yeah. Um, I mean, he's only he's only a martyr if they take him down. You're a hero if you were the same thing and you survive. You win. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think they are. They're they're making a hero out of him, and that's not their intention at all. Their intention is to stop him, destroy him. So that that. But the most dangerous thing about trying everything in your playbook to stop somebody and failing is that if you fail, you're going to fail hard. You're falling face first into it. Yeah, I said this earlier in the show. I'm curious what you guys think about it because the question is, why are they so afraid of Donald Trump? Why are, I mean, he's the he's the front runner. Is it because he's the front runner? Is it because he's Donald Trump? Is it because he's the front runner who's Donald Trump? Um, because if it's because he's the front runner, that means that this is not reserved for just Donald Trump. If it's because he's Donald Trump and they take him out, are we going to have like a very nice and pleasant election uh, season once... Nikki Haley or Ron DeSantis or Chris Christie or I don't know, whomever it is, gets the nomination uh, on the Republican side. I certainly don't think so. Um, What are they? I mean, actually speaking, what are they so afraid of when it comes to the possibility that Donald Trump could be the president again? I think he busts so many narratives. Um, He not only does he do great things for America through policy, but he's just. You know, Teflon Don, he, he's hard to pin down. The media can't stand him because he says things that should destroy any other politician. And they just don't with him. It's got to be frustrating to be the left and to have lost to him once. But then to lose to him again, I just don't think they can handle it. The elites of the country, especially in the Democrats. It's not just Democrats, though. It's, it's elites. I was going to say, can I be a little more cynical than that? Please. I don't please. think it's busting the narrative. I think it's busting the norms. I think that there is a class of people that like things the way that they are. They've got a pretty good deal. And Donald Trump comes in there and he doesn't do it the way they do it. He doesn't go along to get along. He's so boisterous and whatever. And because they can't control that, they feel like they're losing control. They're losing their way of life. And I think that's where a lot of the vitriol comes from because whenever you mess – for lack of a better term, I mean, you look at Joe Biden and, and Hunter Biden. This is their livelihood. This is how they make money. When you start messing with a man's livelihood, you're going to get a lot of blowback and a lot of push. And I think that's really where this is coming by. It's money. JP says, I'm an independent and Trump is so morally bankrupt that I can't support anyone who has a background like him. I'm not pleased with the Democrats either, but I can't support Trump. I, you know, I, I would ask JP, is there anything that could happen? Is there anything that you could see the Democrats do to Donald Trump that would make you go, I have to vote for Trump, not because of Trump, but because I need to stand up against X. Fill in the blank here. Katie says, is Biden, if Biden is his opponent, Trump wins. If blue states keep him off the ballot, Trump wins. If he's convicted or is in jail, Trump wins. At this point, unless the blue team cheats, Trump will win. Ooh. Yeah, I I can't I, I'd have a hard time arguing with that. I think a conviction hurts him. A conviction, poll wise, it does. Uh, a poll. We don't know that. We don't. We, this is a poll about a hypothetical. Yes, it is. We which don't is know. Why it's hard to put stake. We in don't it. know if a conviction hurts him. He's already technically been convicted in the fraud case in New York. They're just working out the details of the consequence. He has not been hurt by that. Is, isn't that a, an appropriate understanding of? How this, you know, what the situation is. Yeah, and I think that the the polls that I've seen that are very, again, I don't know how much stake I put into them, but they say that people who are moderate, independent, even lean right or lean left, who might consider a Trump vote, if, if you see him, I think the whole key is if you see the guy behind bars, if he's actually in prison, 
does that change your vote? And a lot of those people say, yes, it does. If they know that Trump is getting screwed right now, I, I, I wonder how many people will go, I cannot believe they took it this far. I have to vote against this. Yeah. And then how many people are like, because once he's the nominee, he's the nominee. And that's not happening until he's the nominee, in my opinion. He's not going to be in jail before then. I don't know that there's a trial that would involve him actually being put behind bars that would be resolved before the convention, which means he's going to be the nominee. So that is not an instance where the discussion is, gosh, I'm a Trump guy and I support him completely, but I just don't know if he can win. I'm going to go with DeSantis. In my opinion, Nikki Haley, DeSantis, Chris Christie, Ramaswamy, they're off the table when that instance happens. How do you see that happen to him and say, I can't vote for him? I don't know. If you feel like the whole thing was a sham. Yeah, I don't know. The YouTube live chat poll, 257 votes today. Uh, Always good when we creep towards 300. Thank you all for voting. Will Trump win the presidency in 2024? 61%. Yes. I think that's more confident than we've seen in the past. I think that he's been upside down in that poll with our audience before. So thanks for voting. Thanks for showing up. Make sure you check the podcast today. Big show for us. We had the Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson, on at about 1245. So check that out on the podcast. Rewind on the Annie Fry YouTube if you'd like to watch it as well. We were joined by Congressman Bost, Mike Davis from the Article 3 Project as well. And boy, did he go full guns blazing on the Colorado That was ruling. great. You it really was, need to listen to that. Yeah, one. it was It was uh, fire is what the kids say, bruh. Mike, Mike Johnson up next. No, Mark Reardon. <laughs> <laughs> I had Mike yesterday. Mark Reardon, everybody. Do not go away. Get more at 971talk.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 